0: American soccer fans, welcome to episode 78 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Donald Wine here, manager of Stars and Stripes FC, your source for all things U.S. national teams, the players that comprise them, and everything else surrounding the game of soccer in America. We are back after the women had their international window in the month of April. They had two matches against Uzbekistan. We will talk about that a little bit later, as well as some of the scheduling that's been going on with the women. Uh, But first... They have a important summer coming up and the 2022 CONCACAF W championship will take place in Madre, Mexico this July. It serves as qualifying for both the 2023 world cup and the 2024 Olympics. So uh, they had their draw on Tuesday night in Miami at the CONCACAF headquarters. And there we found out who the U S women's national team will play in Mexico during this tournament, at least through the group stage, and then obviously into the semifinal and the final. It all kicks off on July 4th. The U.S. will be playing on July 4th. Happy birthday, America. And it will continue through July 7th and July 11th in the group stage. The semifinal will be on July 14th and the final on July 18th. So let's go through the groups really quickly. The U.S. as the number one team in CONCACAF, the number one team on the planet, They drew Group A in the one slot. They will be joined by Jamaica, Haiti, and host Mexico. Yes, there will be a USA-Mexico match. That will be the final match day on July 11th. In Group B, you have Canada, Costa Rica, Panama, and Trinidad and Tobago. Now, this group stage, the U.S. will kick off on July 4th. They will play Haiti in Monterey at Estadio Universitario, which is the home of Tigres. They then take on Jamaica on July 7th at Estadio BBVA, which is the home of Monterey FC. And then they play Mexico at Estadio Universitario on July 11th. If they get in the top two, they will advance to the semifinal and also will qualify directly for the 2023 World Cup. The top two teams in both Group A and Group B will punch their ticket to Australia and New Zealand next summer. The third place team in each group, They're not out of it. They will have an opportunity to qualify via the 2023 World Cup playoff, which will take place in February of next year. Again, this serves as World Cup qualifying, but as I mentioned, it also serves as Olympic qualifying. How will that happen? The tournament winner will qualify directly to the 2024 Olympics. The second-place finisher, as well as the winner of the third-place match, those two teams will play in an Olympic playoff that will take place in September 2023. The winner of that playoff between those two teams will be the second and final team from CONCACAF to go to the Olympics in Paris in 2024. So the US actually has a pretty decent draw. Mexico, one of the best teams in CONCACAF outside of Canada. They're probably the next best team, the third best team in the region. Jamaica, probably the fourth best team in the region, if you're asking me. Uh, there's also Costa Rica that's in that mix. And then Haiti, it's a team that has played tough against other competitions, especially the the teams that would be conceived to be ahead of them. Those four teams, only two of them can qualify directly to the World Cup and a third can go to the playoffs. So uh, one of these teams is going to be a very decent team that is going to be left on the outside looking in. On the other side, you have Canada, obviously next to the United States among the class of the region. Costa Rica, Panama are two tough teams as well. They will be fighting to see who kind of gets that second spot. And then Trinidad Tobago probably is the weakest team in this draw, but still a team that can be, you know, but still a team that can pick off anyone in their group on any given day. So there is your 2022 CONCACAF W Championship. And everything that the U.S. women's national team has been doing this year has been leading up to that. Again, that is the big one. They're not only going to try and win a confederation championship. They are trying to qualify for their two biggest tournaments on their schedule at the same time. So they have three goals, win the tournament, and in the process, qualify for the 2023 World Cup and the 2024 Olympics. We will leave it there and pause for a quick break. On the other side, the women had two friendlies against Uzbekistan. We will tell you how those went and also... There's been talk about how the U.S. Women's National Team schedules its opponents. We will take a deep dive into what it is like to schedule as the best team on the planet. So stick around. We are back in the April international window. Saw the U S women's national team take on Uzbekistan in two matches, one in Columbus and one in Chester, Pennsylvania at Subaru park. And both of them were blowouts. Absolute blowouts. Nine to one was the final score in Columbus goals by Andy Sullivan, Mallory Pugh, a hat trick by Sophia Smith, Katarina Macario, Jalen Howell, Ashley hatch and Ashley Sanchez. And then Three days later in Chester, Pennsylvania, there was another victory by a lopsided score. That one was nine to nothing. And in those, there was an own goal to start the game. Katamira Ricario had two goals. Roosevelt had two goals. And then you also had goals by Mallory Pugh, the first ever goal by Trendy Rodman, Mitch Purse, and Ashley Sanchez. So in those matches, we didn't see a lot to kind of say, hey, you know, the United States is going to be challenging anything. Both matches were over very soon after the opening kickoff and they provided a lot of goals and a lot of entertainment for everyone who was in attendance. And at least a talk we have heard recently from women's national team fans about the teams that U.S. soccer is scheduling for the women's national team. And in so far this year, let's take a look at the schedule. So far this year, we had the She Believes Cup where they played the Czech Republic, New Zealand and Iceland. They have played two games against Uzbekistan in April and they just announced yesterday that they will play Colombia in two matches in late June. Colombia Those matches will take place in Denver and Salt Lake City. So in this you have the 24th ranked team in the world, the 22nd ranked team in the world, the 18th ranked team in the world, two matches against the 48th ranked team in the world and two matches against the 26th ranked team in the world to prepare for the CONCACAF W championship which again is serving as world cup qualifying and olympic qualifying those matches Mexico Haiti and Jamaica are against the 27th 61st and 51st ranked teams on the planet and it leads to a lot of people saying oh well they're scheduling teams that they shouldn't be playing that they have no business being on the field with because they're that much better and they're asking why aren't we scheduling games against some of the top teams in the world well look ladies and gentlemen The top 10 teams of the world are teams that we have seen very often in the United States. Just looking at the top 10 right now, as of the latest rankings, you have the United States, Sweden, France, Germany, Netherlands, Canada, Spain, England, Brazil, and North Korea. Since the end of the 2019 Women's World Cup, we have seen the women's national team play every team in the top 10 except Germany and North Korea. We're not going to be scheduling North Korea anytime soon outside of a major tournament. And Germany has straight up refused to play us in recent years because they have focused on trying to be the best in Europe. They've been going through some transitions as far as their personnel and their player pool. And they just straight up don't want to play us. So, but we've played everyone else in the top 10 and we can't play the number one team because that's us. We, we do that in practice every single time we have an international window. We've beaten every team. In the top 30 that we've played in this time frame, except for one team, the Czech Republic, which we drew 0-0 at this year's She Believes Cup. So think about it like this. In all matches, since we won the World Cup in 2019, so from July 2019 till today, the U.S. women's national team have an overall record of 36 wins, two losses, and seven draws. Of course, those two losses came in last summer's Olympics, and that was to Sweden and Canada. But we have beaten both of those teams since the World Cup ended. Do you guys want to know how many goals the United States women's national team have conceded in that time frame in almost three years? 17. 17 goals in 45 matches. And again, two of those, only two of those were losses. So should they play the best possible teams? Sure, obviously. We'd love to see that you have to realize that these matchups can be just as lopsided as the ones we're playing against teams like Paraguay and Uzbekistan. The other factor in this, there's a couple of factors that have precluded some of the best teams in the world to come over here to play against the United States. One, UEFA has euros this year. Uh, Women's euros will take place this summer. And most of the teams who are in euros, they don't want to travel over to the United States to play. and it's been very hard for the United States Women's National Team to want to go over to Europe because most of their players are based here in the NWSL. It, it doesn't make sense to travel all the time. I mean, yes, I think we all can agree that the, the Women's National Team can travel more, but for this year, as we are preparing for matches in this hemisphere, in this continent, they don't want to leave to go over to, the, go over to Europe. And Europe doesn't want to come over because they have their own tournament to worry about. So that's one thing. The second thing is this. A lot of women's teams don't want to play us because, as I just mentioned, they don't want to get embarrassed. Every single time they've come here to play the United States, most of the time, those end in losses for them, bad losses for them. And they want to have all the confidence in the world entering women's Euros. Other teams around the world, like Japan, South Korea, South Korea has come over to play. Japan, they have tried, but there's one big, big thing that they are worried about. And that's COVID. Most teams don't want to travel over here to not only risk being pummeled, risk fatigue and jet lag, but they don't want to risk getting COVID here in the United States of which we are the world leaders in number of cases and number of deaths. That is a big deal. And you don't want to have your team going through COVID issues before a major international tournament. And so thus they are trying to stay over a lot of these teams, namely France and England, held their own version of She Believes Cup in their own countries and invited teams for that. You had the Algarve Cup, which had a lot of teams this year, and it has great competition every single year. But the United States Women's National Team, most of the reason why these teams don't want to come over is because they don't want to get beat and they don't want to get embarrassed by the number one team in the world. Because when you look at it, 17 goals conceded in just under three years the United States women's national team is beating everyone. They play here badly. The only times that they struggle really are when we are on the road in Europe or in a major international competition. Those are the only times we're really giving up goals. And even if we're giving up goals, it's in a lopsided blowout, like it's nine to one. So the women's national team, really there's not a lot they can do. They can ask these teams to come and play. They can try to incentivize them to come and play. But in the end these teams just don't want to do it. And, When it comes to the United States women's national team, there's also this concern that we're playing, quote, the teams that are really bad. But these teams aren't bad. They're very decent. It just shows that all the talk about how the rest of the world is catching up to the United States may not be as close as you think. It it may be. It may that gaps may still be quite wide. There are teams, obviously, that are very good. But even when we play them, we beat them. We played France before the Olympics in France and beat them to nothing. France is one of the best teams in the world. We drew Sweden on the road. And yes, Sweden is the only team other than the Czech Republic that we haven't beaten in the last couple of years. We did beat them just after the World Cup. But they're the team that plays us the strongest. And of course, in the World Cup next year, it's, it's almost as certain as death and taxes. We're going to draw them. It seems like we draw them in every international tournament in the group stage, and we have no reason to suspect that next year will be any different if we make it. So the women's national team is in a pretty difficult position in which they try to draw the world's best talent to come here to play so that people can have the intrigue. But when they do, they just blast them. And when they don't come because they don't want to be embarrassed, then fans get on them for playing what they consider to be inferior talent. And honestly... The teams that they're playing this year could not be considered inferior. It's just that the United States is that good. This team is that good. Even with the younger players being worked into the system with stars like Ashley Sanchez and Trinity Rodman and Sophia Smith, these girls are killing everybody that they face. And it doesn't matter who they are. They are obviously working on three goals this summer, qualify for the Women's World Cup, qualify for the Olympics and win the W Championship. And to do that, they have to put on that mojo of go out and destroy everything that they that decides to get on the field with them. And unfortunately, in June, they're going to try and do that against Columbia. But Columbia, at the 26th ranked team in the world, is a better team than the three teams we will face in the group stage of the CONCACAF W Championship. This is the name of the game. You play the teams that will play you, and you try to set up talent that you will not only see down the line in a W championship, but also in a World Cup group stage. That is what this is being set up to do. You could see an Iceland or a Czech Republic or a New Zealand or a Colombia in the group stage of the Women's World Cup, and that's what they're trying to do to schedule. Yeah, sure, you're going to see the Canadas and the Frances and, and those teams later on, but you don't necessarily see them in the group stage. You may see one of them, Like Sweden, I mean, again, we're going to see Sweden at some point, just bet on it. But you're not going to see, you're not going to have a group stage with just the top 10 teams. That's just not going to happen. That's just not how it's set up the seating. The United States are going to be seated and they're going to play some teams that are in that 10 to 15 to 20 to 30 range in the world. So they're in a difficult position. And COVID doesn't make things any easier because teams just don't want to risk it by coming to the United States. And the answer isn't always, let's just go abroad and play. The team played two games in Australia and that took a lot to get players to go to Australia. And after we see qualification for the World Cup and for the Olympics, you may see the women go abroad more, test themselves against some teams on foreign soil in some hostile environments, But even at the World Cup, they don't see that many hostile environments because if you look at the 2019 World Cup, and trust me, I was at every single match, that team was playing in front of 75 85% crowds of Americans. So they have to figure out a way to still keep that competitive edge, but at the end of the day, they're going to try and beat badly anyone who steps on the field against them, whether they're the number two team in the world or the number 100 team in the world. That is their job. And I think they've been doing a pretty decent job at getting some teams that we haven't seen before and that they haven't seen before because they don't want to get tripped up when it comes time to play in the Women's World Cup or in the Olympics against a team whose style of play we've never seen before. We will have tested ourselves against every style of play that there is in this world. And we will test ourselves against every type of team that there is in this world so that when it comes time for the big stages, we will be ready. And that's the key here. They need to get ready. And they're doing that. Even if they're playing Uzbekistan and Colombia and Czech Republic, fans may not know who these teams are, or how they play, but that's the exact point. And now we do so that when we see them again, we just like the team will be ready. That will do it for episode 78 of the stars and stripes FC podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you like, Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We will be eternally grateful. Five-star ratings and reviews are especially appreciated. And if you have topic suggestions for this show, email us, ssfcpodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the rest of your week and the weekend. And until next time, take care.